Sefer Bereshit, Parshat Vyetze on radical honesty. In Parshat Vyetze, we witness even more acts of lying and deception by Lavan toward Yaakov, Laban toward Jacob. In Genesis thir- chapter 31, we read, And Laban said to Jacob, What did you mean by keeping me in the dark and carrying off my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee in secrecy and mislead me and not tell me? I would have sent you off with festive music, with timbrel and lyre. And earlier, Jacob asked to be paid for pasturing Laban's flock by being allowed to keep the speckled and spotted animals. And Laban agrees to the deal. Very well, let it be as you say, Laban says. However, Laban immediately removes the spotted and speckled animals from the flock and gives them to his own sons. He then runs away. This part of the Torah gives us a fascinating insight into the human condition because it shows that there are ways of stealing that go beyond brute force. Laban leads Jacob to believe that he will be able to keep the animals as a reward for his labor. And then he takes away Jacob's only means of compensation. The rabbis later understand there to be such a concept as genevat dat, theft of knowledge. What is illustrated in the narrative of the book of Genesis is codified more clearly in the later books of the Torah. We, of course, hear in the Ten Commandments, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And later in the book of Exodus, we read, keep far from a false charge. Do not bring death on those who are innocent and in the right, for I will not acquit the wrongdoer. And perhaps most on the nose were told in the book of Leviticus, you shall not steal, you shall not deal deceitfully or falsely with one another. Halachically, Geneva dat can play out in several ways. The tradition teaches us that we must guard our actions from even deceptions that might seem small. For example, it's misleading to send a wedding invitation to someone you know cannot attend. What if they now feel some kind of debt to you, such as the obligation to get you a gift? Similarly, it's transgressive to walk into a store portraying the intention that you're going to buy something when you know you're not actually going to buy anything at all. It's unfair to the salesperson to make them think they have a shot at doing business when in fact they don't. Just as Jacob believed he would be paid for pasturing the flock only to have Laban hide the animals that would be his. The Talmud does indicate, however, that it may be okay at times to allow others to mislead themselves if there's another value at play, like dignity. It's taught in the Talmud. It is like this incident where Marzutra, son of Rav Nachman, was going from the city of Sichra to the city of Bey Mechoza, and at the same time, Rava and Rav Safra were going to Sihra. They met each other, and Marzutra thought they were coming out to greet him. He said to them, why did the rabbi ex- exert themselves and come all this way to greet me? Rav Safra said to him, we did not know that the master was coming. If we would have known, we would have exerted ourselves more. Rava said to Rav Safra, what's the reason that you said this to Marzutra? By telling him that we were not coming to greet him, you upset him. Rav Safra said to Rava, But if I would not have said, so we would have misled him. Rava responded, Marzutra misled himself since we never said we were coming to greet him. In modern times, the theft of knowledge can even be applied to cheating in school. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein once wrote in a tshuva that cheating on exam or even allowing a student to cheat constitutes geneva dat. 
Here he writes, regarding your question about that which you heard, that in some yeshivot, the administration permits the students to steal the answers to the questions on the state's final exam in order to deceive the state into awarding a degree recognizing satisfactory completion of the material. This is prohibited, not only because it's the law of the government, but also because it's a violation of the Torah law. This is not only geneva dat, but it also is actual theft. Because when this person is seeking a job and the employer demands someone who satisfactory completed secular studies in high school, the student will show the employer his or her high school diploma in order to procure the job. And by doing so, will violate the prohibition of monetary theft. Today, we've become so accustomed to deception and distortion that we hardly notice it as transgressive anymore. Of course, a politician would be over-promising, and commercials make their products look better than they are, and a job applicant's credentials on their resume overstate their abilities. This is not even to mention the more obvious cases of fraud, such as how just about every phone call, text message, or email we receive must be vetted for being a potential scam. To correct all of this, the Torah call in our time goes beyond an obligation to not lie. It is a demand that we go above and beyond to make sure our words are accurate and clearly understood. If a product we're selling is imperfect, we must make that clear. If we say we're standing with a certain cause, we must back that up with our actions. If we pledge to help someone, we must then follow through. A world of justice we learn from the Torah must ban not only theft of items, but theft of the truth. It's only by restoring a culture of honesty that we can bring trust and truth back to society. Shabbat Shalom.